Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William Choctaw, MD, JD. Our mission is to empower you with the knowledge and the tools you need to thrive in all aspects of your life. Join us now as we discuss everything from nutrition and exercise to money management and personal growth. Dr. Choctaw will provide insightful advice on how to improve your physical and financial health, as well as your emotional and mental well-being. Whether you're looking to boost your energy levels, unlock financial freedom, or cultivate a more positive mindset, we've got you covered. Get ready to become the best version of yourself. So let's get started. Here's Dr. William Choctaw, MD, JD. Good morning. Welcome to the Healthy, Wealth, and Wise broadcast. I'm Dr. William Choctaw, and I will be your host today. Each month, we strive to provide our listeners with mental, physical, and spiritual strength by giving actionable advice, tips, guidance, and information to help you to achieve your own personal, professional, and spiritual goals. We consider the health of the mind, body, and spirit paramount as a single unit that can provide a cumulative strength greater than the individual parts to strengthen the whole person. So sit back and relax. We have a very, very special guest with us today, uh, uh, the distinguished uh, Bernie Brown. So welcome, Bernie. Tell us about your book. You know, I hear oh. Oh, man. a book and uh, uh, you're an author now. Um, and so, t- you know, just tell us why you wrote it, what what's about and, and what, what your experience has been. Well, wow. This book is wow. It's got some profound stuff in it. Incredible story. It's called a prosecutor's analysis of personal supernatural experiences. Okay. It's a mouthful. And it's kind of weird that a prosecutor would write a book about supernatural experiences. Is that, is that an oxymoron or something like that? <laughs> some kind of, anyway. But, you know, it's got everything in it. Uh, what it's got is stories from people, personal experiences, right. about supernatural experiences that they have had in their life. What happened was about five years ago, after I retired, I started going around asking people wherever I went to, I'd say, have you ever had a personal supernatural experience? And most people would look at me like, ah, we got a weirdo. <laughs> we don't we don't want to talk about this. You know, this guy's crazy. He's weird. Because I'm asking people at restaurants, at family reunion meetings, at law bar meetings, and, you know, everywhere I went, you name it. I was asking people, have you ever had this experience? And right. Nine times out of 10, people would look at me like, like I said, weirdo, crazy, nut. But then there would be ooh, that one person who would volunteer. And usually, quite frequently, frequently uh. that person would say, I'll talk to you later. Because people are embarrassed to yes. talk about these things. But as I started speaking to people, we started hearing, I started hearing stories of, of mental telepathy, 
prophecy, uh, divine intervention, uh, spiritual encounters, uh, telekinetic forces, healing, ghosts, demons, angels, voodoo, supernet, all the whole hammock. The whole gamut. I started hearing all these stories. And I guess you, your, your, well, your question is, why did I do this? Why did right. I go on this? Well, because in my life, I had had a couple of supernatural experiences. Experiences, okay. and I, I, I characterize a supernatural experience as, a, as an experience that cannot be explained by current scientific analysis, current, that scientists cannot explain. Okay. Uh, I write about these experiences in my book, and I analyze them from a prosecutor's perspective. Okay. You say, what is a prosecutor's perspective? Well, a prosecutor must analyze the evidence, analyze the testimony from witnesses, and decide whether the witnesses are telling the truth. And then in the book, I decide not only are they telling the truth, but if they are telling the truth, should it constitute or does it constitute a supernatural experience? Okay. Uh, I went on doing this for quite a while, uh, and the results are shocking. You, you say, well, why am I qualified? Like I said, that's what prosecutors do. They analyze evidence. And at my job, it was like I was the supervising attorney. Before I was a supervising attorney, I was a trial lawyer who prosecuted okay. trials with a, like a 95% conviction rate. Wow. And when I was a supervisor, I Good. supervised attorneys in trial. And what we have to do is, like I said, analyze the evidence, determine whether they're telling the truth, and determine whether there's enough to go to trial. And I got to a point where I was like 98% accurate at predicting the jury's verdict. Okay. What would the jury decide? And by when I got to that point where I could really predict their verdicts, uh, at some point there were, and this is just a side note, I would occasionally tell a lawyer, well, you started this trial, but I don't think you could win it. And there were times when one or two attorneys came back and said, I won. And it was like a badge of honor in the office because I proved Bertie Brown wrong. He said I could not win this case. But anyway, that's a side <laughs> issue. Uh, the important point is we apply the same analysis. I apply the same jury trial analysis to these supernatural experiences. Because if these experiences are real, if they are true, the ramifications are awesome. If there is any way that there is like supernatural healing, or or if there is a spiritual dimension, like the ones we read about in the Bible, if there are if there are modern day examples that corroborate those experiences, then that has a profound effect upon our knowledge and awareness and consciousness of what is truth and what is reality. Okay. Well, well Bernie. You. I read your book. I read it completely from start to finish, and I was impressed with it. And and oh, it's not you. 
know you. But what 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 struck me was the very very novel approach that you took. Just as you said, you know, the chapters are very short or relatively short, and you would present the evidence, and then uh, us, the reader, uh, you would have a discussion with us in a, in a follow up chapter that says verdict. And you would lay out the evidence pro or con. And I just thought that that was, the, I, I've never read a book like that, that that had that format, is what I'm saying. And I think that made it interesting. Uh, it was not boring at all. Um, and I would encourage others, you know, if you want to read something a little different, you know, something that um, uh, you don't ordinarily read, look at analysis of the personal supernatural experiences uh, a prosecutor's from a prosecutor's perspective. Uh, I was I, I was very impressed with the book. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. I would I'd like to just give you one little hypothetical. Okay. And later I'll share maybe a supernatural story because there are so many of them in the book. But if a person is out in the wilderness, one guy, and a lightning strikes. Uh-huh. Okay, and. He comes back and tells people lightning struck right in front of me. And there's no cameras, no radar, no nothing to support. Right. We have nothing but his testimony. And we cannot reproduce the incident. Right. We can't force lightning to come back and strike there at the same location. So we have the real testimony, which is his testimony that he saw it. And then we may have circumstantial testimony, uh, circumstantial evidence. Maybe there's a burnt tree nearby. Right. Uh, or, you know, so in a in a court of law, uh, circumstantial and real evidence is admissible for the jury to analyze. And so we apply the same principle because these events occur to individuals and they are not able to uh, we can't replicate them. You know, it's not like we can go find somebody and say, okay, you know, it's, I, 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 let me give you a couple of stories. You want a couple of stories real quick? Yeah, go ahead. You want a short one or a long one? Or... <laughs> There's everything. Well, I'll give one of my own. Okay. Uh, I'll, no, I'll give one that's not mine. There was a lady in our office who came to me one day. I'm the supervisor there. And she comes to me and she says, I had a dream last night that the chief, he either died or almost died. This is the chief of the whole branch. I'm the, right. I mean, of all the, I'm the supervisor of the branch. He's the chief of all the whole thing. And she says, I had a dream that he died or almost died. He was lying on a gurney and they were working on him and they were trying to revive him. And I was so concerned. I didn't know, you know, whether he's going to make it or not. And she said, I don't know whether to tell him. Now, in the meantime, He's in the office right next to me oh. and his door is open and I can hear him in there and he's just laughing up. He, he doesn't, he's not hearing us, but he's on the phone and he's talking to somebody and he just, ah, and he's talking in there. And, and, and she's looking at me saying, still we tell him, did I tell him, you know, that what I dreamed, she said, because I've had dreams before and this one was not a regular dream. Right. She says, some of thy dreams have come true, so I'm really concerned. Now, she goes, so they, she decides, we go to the assistant chief, and we did discuss it, and they decide that, they tell, that they're going to tell him. So okay. they tell him. And 
he laughs it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, okay, I feel great. There's nothing wrong with me. Oh, thank you for telling me. Now get out of my office, basically. <laughs> so to make this story a little bit shorter, a couple of days later, he's in the emergency room and almost died. Really? Right. And so when I analyzed this story in the book, I analyzed it from the perspective of do we believe in this case? I know it happened because I know I'm telling the truth. But right. in any event, when there's other witnesses, do we believe they are telling the truth? Did they have any monetary interest, any reason to lie? And then secondarily, is this a super should this be characterized as a supernatural experience? Okay. Is it explainable? <laughs> Can scientists explain how this happens? And I don't know of any scientists that can explain how this happened. Uh, but that's one. Now, there's all these people who have stories about uh, spirits. Um, there's people with stories, like I said, about demons. And the most frequently occurring story uh -huh. is a person who said that they saw a person one of their deceased relatives. Uh, that they saw one of their deceased relatives? Yeah. Okay. That's one of the most frequently occurring stories. But uh, I started writing the book because, like I said, I had the experience. I wanted to see if there was anybody else out there having the same type of experience. Was it just me? And if so, uh, I wanted the world to know. The world oh. to know what's going on. Okay. Okay. I think scientists sometimes get into this position where, oh, we can explain everything. And everything, <laughs> you know, is the way we say it is. <laughs> well, I can tell you as the scientists, we <laughs> everything. Uh, and, you know, I always like to say medicine uh, in, in particular uh, is, is continuously growing continuously growing. We're learning things about viruses. We're learning things about, um, you know, people, et cetera, et cetera. Um, well, I, I want to thank you for giving us your precious time to share these words of wisdom. I, I, I think uh, from, from parenting to to your book, your book about uh, uh, experiences with the supernatural. Um, I, I think your your experience are very similar to a lot of our experiences, particularly as parents and as children. Um, you are clearly a person of accomplishment. Your kids and your family are all accomplished, uh, and it shows that regardless of how one starts or where one starts, those things of exercising that brain muscle, staying positive, um, believing in yourself. Um, uh, being a good example for your kids, having confidence, you you can succeed. Um, and I think I think the worst thing is not to believe in yourself, to not yeah. trust, uh, because you will always prove yourself right. Is is what I always like to say. That's a good point. If you can climb that hill, then you can climb that hill. But if you don't believe you can climb it, you won't be able to climb that hill. And I just sort of simplified. I, I'm a surgeon, so I didn't think very simply. I just sort of simplified in those terms. But I, I, I think your words and, and your thoughts and your experience have been extraordinary. Now, I would encourage you to do a sequel to your book if, if you're not already working. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, but 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 thank you so much. And, and thank you for being that type of leader that transcends race, you know, that transcends all of that, just people who do their job and who are very, very good at it. 
and uh, and at one at a stage in life are able to share that with others. Uh, so, any final thoughts you you well, want to leave? I just want to thank you for having me. I don't know whether people know that you're a doctor and a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> you are a man of brilliant achievement, and I was so I'm so honored to have come on your uh, your show, your podcast, and been a part of it. Thank you, and keep on, keep it on. Doing what you're doing. I'm today, like I said, I'm feeling healthy, wealthy, and wise because <laughs> I came on your show. Thanks again. <laughs> Thank you. Bernie. All right. As I always like to say, uh, go ahead, Bernie. No, go ahead. No, I'll just say to all of you, as we always like to say, be the change you want to see in the world. Wow. Thanks for listening to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William Choctaw, MD, JD. We hope you enjoyed this episode. In fact, if you found this episode helpful, you can support and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform with the keywords, Dr. William Choctaw, and you'll find it very quickly. Also, subscribing helps ensure that you don't miss any future episodes. And then take the next step of action and share it with your family, friends, and or your co-workers. They'll be glad you did. So until the next time, live your best possible life the best possible way. You've been listening to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William Choctaw, MD, JD.